0: Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now, here's your host, Steve Schultz.
1: Welcome to Elijah Streams. It happens to be Tuesday, August 16, but we're recording this for a week from Wednesday. So, whatever that date is, August, this is for August 24, even though we're, we're recording it on August 16. Uh, so we're we're on with Kat. It's going to be good. So if anything she says happens to be historically incorrect because more things have happened, you'll understand why. So it's going to be a great show. Uh, there's no – I have no other announcements. So let's uh, – if you all are ready, I'm ready. So let's watch Wednesdays with Kat and Steve. Here we go. Well, hello. I don't know which to say happy Wednesday. I can't say that because it's not <laughs> – <laughs> How are you doing, Cat? You, you just got I'm back. Doing,
2: I'm doing great. That's always going to be my answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got your. You, you were just telling me you got a brand new scarf and shirt. Is that what we were saying?
2: I have everything new. Okay, the jacket, which is really cool. I can't. Well, you can't see. There you go. You can see part there of There you go. Flowers, it's really beautifully engraved. I just got that yesterday. And the shirt, which I would have worn on the platform and my scarf and yeah, i was going to the salon today and the holy spirit said you wear that brand new black shirt it looks really nice and you wear the new jacket and i'm thinking Whoa. i'm thinking it could get wet you never know when you're going to go to the salon what's going to happen and he said no go ahead and wear it not telling me why and i'm sitting in there in the chair at the salon and she's almost done with me when i get it when i get a call and say did you remember that you had to record something with steve Schultz today?" five and uh no, I didn't. But now I know why he told me to wear this because oh. I just walked in the door, literally walked in the door, and just sat in the chair. So, Holy Spirit needs to be your best friend. Let me tell you, He'll let you know all kinds of things you wouldn't expect that He would. And so here I am today, and that, I look that, good. That, just that is so very cool. You know, gone. lately
1: Doreen and I have been practicing that uh, every. Not I was I was about to say every once in a while very often now all of a sudden I'll remember something or she'll remember she yeah. we went to bed and and it gets cold in a certain part of our house even though it's summer and she went to bed and she uh, and she said I think I might have left the heater on that little portable heater so she went out there and she said the Holy Spirit keeps telling me stuff but yeah. it's not like a voice uh necessarily she just all of a sudden she thinks You're about inside.
2: it inside that's what yeah, it is. yeah exactly
1: so i keep saying thank you thank you holy spirit thank you you know
2: i thanked him today <laughs> that's
1: awesome so so it's i i would encourage people when you suddenly remember something and it was important say thank you holy spirit right
2: yes absolutely say mm-hmm. thank you <laughs>
1: That's so so good, and he likes gratitude. I found that out. So yes, he it, does. That 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 will intensify the actual friendship, won't it? If you're thanking yeah. him all the time.
2: Oh yeah, I I do thank him all the time. I thank him if the Father does something. I think I thank I thank them. I thank the Trinity, and sometimes it's the Father, the Lord. Most of the time, the Holy Spirit is the one who talks to me about everyday stuff or even reminds me of things, and, like, I can't lose anything. No matter what I can't find, he either shows me where it's at, literally a picture of where it's at, wow. or it just comes back. It just comes back.
1: What do you mean it comes back? What do you mean?
2: If, I found, if I've misplaced something really important and I really need it and I've, I've looked a little bit for it, well, there's something I always say. You all need to just learn this. If I can't find something, I always say these words, um, and they always work. It's Not the words, it's what you're saying. And I say, Holy Spirit, you know where everything is that was ever made, that is made right now and ever will be made. Please show me where, and I say what it is, where it is now. And in that moment, he literally shows me like a vision of where it's sitting, laying, or even underneath something. He does it immediately, and I say, thank you so much for showing me where that is. Because I give him an opportunity to do something for me by saying that. So that's asking. You have not because you ask not. So I'm literally asking him. But first, I'm telling him who he is and what he does know. He knows everything that was ever made. No matter where it is in time, he knows. He knows what's made right now. And he knows what's going to be made in the whole future. So (laughs) he is the best person to ask first before you run around an hour looking. Say that first and just say, I ask you to show it to me right now. And, and he'll either show me or someone will yell, I found whatever.
1: Oh, wow. It.
2: But it's like it's something that's very quickly done immediately when I when I honor him for who he is and then I ask.
1: I think that's that's uh, one of the meanings where it says in the scriptures, before you call, I will answer. Yeah. It's like he knows you're about to call. And he knows your words are forming. And he already starts forming this picture. The Lord showed me that years ago. And I, and so when I ask him something, I don't try to wait for a long time. I try to listen to what a, the very first thought, because before yeah. I call him, he's going to answer. So that's very, very yeah. cool. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got some thought, maybe a few thoughts on your uh, heart for when people will watch this. So share that before we get into questions, if you want to.
2: Yeah, I do actually. My husband was driving me to the salon, and you know, the traffic's backed up like crazy everywhere around here. They're building a few new things, so the streets are backed up. And also, if it's the time like when school lets out, there's always going to be traffic somewhere in this city. And so, we had a lot of time in line. We were sitting in line in the traffic, but I never complain when that happens. And so, uh, the father starts speaking to me immediately, and then he took me from i wasn't in the truck i was taken to this place and shown something he wants me to share so i'm going to share it with everybody first time ever uh like just happened to me maybe an hour ago or so
0: and awesome. the father
2: took me he caught me up and put me on this long winding road i was i didn't even know where i was at uh and, and in front of me was where i had been he said i want you to see where you've come from he said i'm going to show you a journey And so I saw this long road in front of me. And then all the way up were these red streaks. He said, that's the blood of Christ that never leaves you. All the way up to my feet, they came. And then he said, now you may turn and see where you're headed. And when I turned, I saw still some more road, because this is my journey, remember? I saw more road in front of me, but it got more and more transparent. And then I could see shortly in the distance, the city of God, which would be the throne room where all the beauty and splendor is in heaven. I saw that. And he said, everyone who belongs to me needs to know that this is your destination. He was saying, not just mine. Everyone who's a believer, that is your destination. This is what he said to me. Everyone should love one another now because I actually say the world will know you by your love for each other. Stop fighting. Stop arguing. Stop picking on each other. Stop saying things that aren't even true about each other. He said, "You spend your time loving, so when you reach that destination, there will be an even greater celebration that you chose to love one another, and and be a testimony to who I am." This is the Father speaking to me, and I was so undone because the splendor that looked just like the city of God—that's what I call Heaven City in the, in heaven. It was like the city of God. I saw all the time. I could see streets of gold. I was. The glorious buildings, some are in the air, they're not even on the ground. I clearly knew where that was, but that's what he was saying. Anyone who's a believer, that's our destination. We're all going to the same place, okay? This is what else he said your body may die, but that's not you, that's part of your covering. He said, Your spirit, man, and your soul never dies. So, all those, if you've recently had someone pass to heaven, I've had three really good friends recently. Like even in the last week, somebody met passed on to heaven, and you know she was like in her fifties, and yet she was not just ready. Her mansion was done. Wow. Her mansion was done, and she went. And I was celebrating. I always celebrate when somebody goes to heaven. So I have that. I understand that is our home. We will go there until he makes the new earth. But this is our destination. We're on a journey together. That's what he's trying to say to me. He was very adamant. This is a journey you're doing together. Where you've been. And then where you're going, your destiny, where you're going, your destination is all the same destination. But what you do now matters. It does matter in heaven. It matters how we treat each other. It matters if you, if you know, accomplish the mission He has given you. But honestly, part of our mission is to care about each other. The Bible says to. You know, to consider those of the household of faith or God first, that means we should consider our fellow Christian members first.
0: Wow, thinking cool. of
2: others. We need to help them. We need to honor them, bless them. And that is our goal, that and let the world know us by our love. How how big of a deal is that? Because right now I don't think they think the body of Christ or Christians are known because of our love for each other, but it's going to happen. And I will say this, Jesus won't come back. That's several years many years away actually before that happens but he's not coming back until we are loving one another because the bible says the world will know us by our love for each other is one of the signs that that you know that we're getting close to him coming so we have some work left to do so people just forgive people just let it go loose it out of your soul somebody wronged you and just love them anyway and the other thing you're doing is you're piercing satan He does not want you to forgive people and love one he doesn't want us to love one another if we keep fighting we're never gonna even know who we are how can you operate in the power of god and and speak for him on his behalf if you're trashing people who are of the household of faith so this is a good time for you to just say i'm sorry father from this day forward i'm gonna i'm gonna do the very best i can and ask for more grace and get filled with your love and let this world see me love other believers and so that was the encounter i just had literally speaking to me i was gone in the second i was right back in the seat of the truck well of course i told my husband what just happened to me and he goes oh that's awesome he's not a man of many words but he was thought he thought it was a great thing and i said i'm supposed to share that i'm supposed to share that the next time I'm not remembering even at that moment that it would be just a couple hours from them when i would do that so that is a word from the father If we are supposed to love one another, care about each other, help one another, don't pick people's, you know, even if you don't have, um, maybe you don't have a vision for what you're doing right now. You don't pick other people's visions apart.
1: That's so good.
2: somebody happy in heaven.
1: (laughs) Can I ask you a question? So almost everyone has people that are, I guess we would say they're in the body of Christ, but they are so... Different than what we are, there even some of them are off base. But we know they accepted Christ. But and then some are detractors, and some are almost enemies. And yet, and yet they serve the Lord. And and what happens when we decide to just in our heart? I guess it happens in our heart first. Just decide. You know what? I'm going to love them, whether they ever know this or not. I'm going to choose to love them. What? Does something happen in the spirit when we do that?
2: Yes, but I have, I have to make clear what, what what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. You make a decision with your soul because your natural emotions aren't going to do it. You can even say, I, I, I make a choice with my will. No matter how you're feeling about it, you can actually do that. That's actually Something that is possible. You don't
1: have to feel emotions, it. For, you, don't to feel it you don't have to feel it then. You
2: don't have to feel it. You don't have to feel it. You do not have to feel it. Because you're good. making what you declare and decree shall be established unto you. And it is going to happen. I've had to do that several times, actually, depending on what people had said or done, done, um, done to me or said to me. I say I choose as an act of my will to forgive them. And my emotions, certainly in that moment of time, probably don't want that. But you overrode your emotions. That's not like you're not being you. That's using a part of you maybe you didn't use very often. Your will is the most powerful uh, part of you. Uh, it's It's what you display. I mean, no, your will is what you choose to do. Your soul is your mind, what you think about. Your will, what you actually choose. And my husband has always said, what you choose to do, you will do. That's his famous quote.
0: That's and he's good. very
2: right about that. So why not choose with your will the way the father decided to make it and say, I choose as an act of my will, not my emotions, to forgive and say their name.
0: That's and so guess what cute. the father
2: will do? He will write that down and he will immediately start working on the heart of the other person wow. because you have forgiven them. That actually gives uh, the father and Holy Spirit freedom to pursue that person for them to change, no matter, they're probably you're probably not the only one they're doing things to. Uh, if people are in fear, or if they're in pain, or if they're angry, it makes them lash out. I'm not giving an excuse for them. I'm just telling you that's how, how it operates in your soul. As a man thinketh in his soul, so are you. That's the heart of your being. Your soul, that's where your soul I, is.
1: I for. had... I had a situation, I, I, I don't know if I ever brought this up, but there was a guy who went home to be with the Lord years and years ago. Okay, so this is nothing current, years and years ago. But before he did that, he tried really hard to destroy this ministry that I'm in. Mm-hmm. So it was a long time ago, but it was this ministry. And I think, or I feel like, or I think I I tried <laughs> to forgive him. Okay, I, I, don't, I don't know which words to put and I went to, uh, you know, I had been really, really sick. Many people knew I was bedridden. My pastor yeah. at that time thought maybe I was, uh, I was depressed. Well, I wasn't. But he said, I want you to go to counseling. So in deference to him, I went to counseling for a few times. And I told this counselor, a woman counselor, and I, and I told her about this guy that tried to destroy us because she was digging deep for anything that might be bothering me. Uh, And I said, this happened, this happened, this happened. And the guy's book was on her shelf. So I knew she knew who he was. And so she said, I want you to go up these stairs, see yourself going up these stairs and uh, open the door. And it's the Lord. And you and him are going up there together. You're walking side by side up these stairs. And I want you to tell the Lord what you think about him. And, that, you know, you can imagine that was kind of, and all of a sudden now these emotions are coming up and all of a sudden I'm bawling. And I said, it was like, the Lord said, what do you think about? And he named the name and all of a sudden tears are just flowing. And I said, he did the best he knew how to do. He served you with, and that was sort of a combination cat of soul and emotion all mixed in there. Cause I choose, I chose to do that. talk about forgiving someone after they're gone, after it's too late to say it to them?
2: You can, uh, well, number one, I do want to say the person who passed on. Yeah. uh, They're immediately sorry for everything they ever said or did to you. It just is a part of what happens uh, when you die and you step out of this body and your spirit man steps out. You know immediately what you did that even if it was things, let's say, I'm not saying murder or stuff like that. Maybe you were rude. Maybe you were harsh to people. Maybe you did something wrong against them. You know, immediately at that moment, you're flooded with the life of God. And you go, wow, I I should have said I was sorry. You know, I, I should have said I was sorry for them. What I did was wrong. Uh, I need to tell them one day. They feel still a need to tell you that. Uh, so they're basically at that moment saying they were sorry or repenting for doing it, even though you never heard it. So there is absolute forgiveness or actually a recompense for when, at the moment when someone dies and he's in heaven right now, can't wait to see you and hug you when you get to heaven and say, man, I should have been better for you. Uh, And you probably say these words, it doesn't matter anymore.
1: (laughs) But it would feel, I, I can imagine it feeling good, really, really good to hear it. And also, at the same time saying it doesn't matter anymore. You know, all at the same time, all mixed in there. all at
2: the same time, you're really, you're kind of happy, yeah, they they did it they did understand. Yeah. You no know, you can't you can't try to hide from truth when you're in the presence. When you're in the presence, there's no, there's no hiding from what is true. You know what is true. And uh, especially leaders in the body of Christ that have a double accountability might as well bring this in. You have double accountability as leaders in the body of Christ. And I'm yeah. sure the Lord may have something to say to you when you get in heaven. He won't keep you from heaven. But I'm sure he may have something to say say to you because the word does say that you will be held accountable for every wasteful word. It actually says that in the Bible. Can
1: you so clarify says, that? You said that the other
2: day. Huh?
1: You said that last time we were on the program about someone else. You said he'll have something to say. Yeah. Uh, can you... Postulate or even relate what type of thing he might say to someone like that. What do you mean he'll have something to say? I think
2: that is done at a special appearance. I'm not saying that is necessarily done when you first arrive in heaven. Okay. Uh, unless it was a special case, as was the case I saw the other day. <laughs> Most of the time, you'll you'll be in heaven and you're rejoicing, you're celebrating, you're so happy. The presence is so powerful, but the more the presence begins to just invade your soul you you kind of know i probably should have handled this better you don't feel guilty there's no guilt no there is no guilt in heaven even when you come before the judgment seat of christ and he he will say things to you like you know i did ask you to do this like he asked let's say he asked you to be a preacher you decided to be a rodeo whatever i'm just making a crazy and you did great at being in the rodeo but you didn't ever pick up the call that he said he will mention that to you. You'll have a conversation. That doesn't mean he's going to kick you out or anything. But because in the Bible it says you'll be held accountable. So don't use waste. Wasteful words would be like bashing people, being unkind to people, saying rude remarks. And uh, you're you're a believer, but you're still doing this stuff up until the day you go. Uh, you You will realize, yeah, man, I should have not done that.
0: Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button.
2: Because truth begins to invade you, and where you kind of hear from that truth or you ignore that truth, that doesn't mean you won't go to heaven. That just means you are going to have a time to be talked to.
1: Well, you know, uh, and I'll just end with this, because I know you have the first question about something else or anything else to say, but I've talked about my father many times, and he was, in fact, he's with the Lord. He was, in fact, a major serial child abuser. He was. Mm -hmm. Okay, then he got his heart right, and I know he's with the Lord. You said he's felt really good when I talked about he's with the Lord. You said that makes him happy when he hears that. So. That was a major, 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 major sin, or set of yeah. sins, or years of sin. So, talk about the talking to that he might receive one day. I mean, how does that work? What would he say to my dad? Because he oh, already no. knew he was wrong.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even talking about actual sin. I'm not even talking about sin. Oh, I, well, okay. That, what he did with that. That was sin. No, he. That was sin. His repentance of all that wiped it away like it. Oh,
1: okay. So he's not talking about that. And
2: he's not up there thinking about that anymore. He's thinking about how much he loves you and he's excited for you and he knows that you're doing great things for God. No, what I'm talking about are, are people who are like, even though they're believers, it's not really a sin to be rude. It's not nice, but those are wasteful words you're speaking. They are not necessary and you shouldn't be speaking them. Those things he will talk to you. He will he will talk to you about that, those kind of things. But Sin is forgotten into the sea of in uh, no, there's no more remembrance of that. Like, no matter who's out there, if you sinned and you repented, don't bring that up to the Father again. If you already repented, He won't remember it, He literally will not remember it. But after you've been born again and repented, maybe you sinned later, repent again, please. The God is not into freely sin at all, He is not in agreement with you to freely sin when you're a believer. That's not any kind of testimony or witness for Him. And uh, you don't, well, you just don't want to do it because people can see you acting like that. And they'll think, why should I get saved? You, you act just like me. If you're sinning, if you have a lifestyle of sin, that's not a good thing at all. But what I'm talking about is just people's attitudes and the way they treat people. Those things he will probably say something to them about because it does say you will be held accountable for every wasteful word, words that shouldn't have been spoken, that were not necessary, that maybe hurt people. Or you know, interfered with things in their life, those kind of things. Because he said that in the word, he will talk to you about those things. But your sins. I, al-
1: I are always not- thought, Kat, I guess I'm wrong on my thinking. I always thought those wasteful words and things you're speaking against people were in fact sins. No,
2: I'm not Re- about that.
1: No. Really?
2: Wasteful is not sinful. There's a clear definition here. No, sins, the sins, the sins that you, you did in the earth, you have to repent. Even if it's at the moment you die and Christ comes to you and says something at that moment, you would have to say, I do truly repent because of the keys of hell, death, and the grave. But the wasteful words have nothing to do with you getting into heaven or not. It's the mm-hmm. attitude you have. It's maybe the witness that you're being. It won't keep you from being in heaven, but you could have probably had a lot more or done more for him because if you had treated somebody different. He's clearly saying that even when you're born again, watch how you treat people, how you handle people. He doesn't want people getting crushed or falsely or wrongfully accused. He wants that to not happen from a believer because you're actually messing with the the testimony of what a believer is. And let's say sinners know you and they see you acting or mistreating people. They're like, why should I bother? You're almost interfering in more than just that. So those wasteful words... Uh, that you shredded people with your mouth. That's not a sin. That's just a wasteful words that should not have been done. It's a waste of time to speak them. In other words, those he will hold you accountable. That doesn't mean you're going to be kicked out of heaven. And he will let you know what that means when you get there. So, no, he's not talking about sins. That that doesn't mean sin.
1: That's amazing. Amazing. Well, what else do you have before we get into questions? Any other thing about current events or? anything like that
2: i'm just excited about all the the uh the fraud exposure that's coming forth which i'm sure everybody else is also the legitimate has men other people coming forward to testify against the left who were a part of that and this i'm telling people will be the biggest probably the biggest exposure ever in the history of the earth because of the exposure will be so deep and so wide and so complete that everyone who's doing anything to try to take over the world, to stop our lives, steal what we have, uh, or just stop the word of God from going forth—anything that has an evil agenda on the left or the liberals, whatever they're doing—they are all going to be exposed, and justice is going to be brought against them. And that's why I keep telling them that are doing that: you better go, you better go, be a witness and testify against what they're doing, because. The day's going to come when the window will close and they won't need people's witness. They'll have so many witnesses that have been proven to be right uh, that will legally cause legal action to take forth, come forth, whether it's from heaven or from the earth, Uh, but they're, they're going to be exposed. And so that's just happened again. There are eyewitnesses that have come forth from all places. I may as well tell you because it's all over the place. It's FBI agents. I'm oh, not seeing the ones who went into Mar-a-Lago Mar- you know, or Lar- I can't even say the name, Trump's home to steal things or mess up things, which is was what their agenda was. I don't know about them. I'm talking about ones who were a part of that and are no longer a part of that. They have got some of them who've come forward and are testifying, literally testifying, which God said on November the 4th, 2020, it would happen. So those things are beginning to happen. And more and more people, you're not going to hear about it until it all breaks loose and they have to say those famous words that uh, the 2020 election was stolen. And it will be said on regular news. And they won't want to say it because of the testimony and the witness and the evidence. They are going to have to say that, people. And I can tell you, those things are starting to come in. They're compiling up against the left and the liberals. I'm not doing it. It's happening because God said it would happen, and we just they just had some more come forward and do that. So I, I'm always excited when truth is being told because it helps people. The truth makes you free. Are there
1: people, cat like news anchors that we would recognize, many of them who were told, you will not report, you will not say this because you will not say it was stolen, that, that are going to come forward. And say they told me I couldn't talk about it, and and commentators who wanted to tell the truth, and they'll say they were they told me I was not allowed to well, that kind of thing all over the oh, place. we will
2: definitely. Well, we're going to have all kinds of from every area from the business arena, the medical arena. I mean, everywhere uh, uh, from the financial arena, the the media arena. They're gonna they're gonna be some from every one of those different areas because that's how far reaching the lie is and the deception yeah. is. And therefore, people will come from each one of those arenas and they will testify because wow. probably most likely they're not working. They may not even be working at those places right now because they were threatened with death most likely. That, that, that seems to be like, well, if we can't badger them or, or, or force them, then we'll just tell them we'll kill them. And I'm being, again, this is truth. What I'm speaking is the truth that has already happened. And if they can't get these people who are in these positions to go along with them, they just take them, they just take them out. They threaten them. Truly they do. And some people won't talk about it because they're afraid for their own life, but there's going to come a time when they realize if they don't come forward and say something, this thing is going to come to an end, whether people believe it or is or not. And you can't, no one can stop it from happening. It is coming to an end. And that whole foundation has already started crumbling under those people of the left and the liberals, it's already crumbling and they know it's crumbling. That's why they're being desperate, like you know, raiding Trump's home and other things they're saying, what else can we find or make up or lie about that will keep this thing going because it's failing and it's failing big. So I just spoke the truth again. There will yes. be people from all those arenas and some people who were very high up in them, which is the testimony they really need, they need them to come forward and say that. There's going to be a big witness protection program somewhere. But I can tell you right now, it is going to happen. And so some of that just happened the other day, and it's already it's being spread everywhere, and it's true. They have had some come forward to that want to testify so on behalf good. of what is right.
1: So good, so good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, anything else before questions?
2: Um, I don't think anything else right now. Uh, I do have a question here that we can kind of start with. Yeah,
1: start with that one. That'd be good.
2: This is the I love getting I love getting and let me tell you, I get so much mail, it's it's wonderfully outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It takes me weeks and sometimes even months to go. If it's sent to me for me personally, I do go through it and look at it. And I do pray for a lot of people at that time. If if it's something that's urgent, I will pray for them. But this little child who's nine years old, I'm just going to say uh, her name is Andrea. And I'm not saying anything else about where it came from or what he's what, right. young. Since God is making a new heaven and a new earth. And if you didn't know that, guess what? He's going to. And the word does say that he is. So she is correct. Um, do you know what he's going to do with the moon? <laughs> And I just love these children's questions. You know, they don't they don't hold anything back when they want to know it's something. Good. They just good. ask. They're not yeah. what will people think or what would they say. Well, I will tell you, Andrew, You can probably have it in your own yard on the New Earth. I am quite <laughs> sure the Father can make you one, as so you will not miss the moon. And you know, He did make the sun and the moon. He made them Himself. So it says so in the Bible. Now, when He originally, in the beginning, Genesis one one, in the beginning, when He made the earth. He lit it with his glory. There was no sun or moon lighting this earth when he made it the first time. And then in verse two, something has happened because he made it the first time and it was finished. It was done. He was done with the first time he made it. In verse two, it says that darkness is on the face of the deep and the the water is covering the whole earth. Well, he didn't Mm. make it that way. He would have never made it that way. He made it the way it should have been. But then Satan was kicked out of heaven, fell to the earth. He began to make the earth a wilderness. It says that in Jeremiah. And so God turned the light out of it. also says that. He turned out the light. He took his glory off the earth. and he, he broke the water vapor shield around the earth, which brought mist on it because it never rained in the very beginning. You need to know that too. Even scientists know that. And so it flooded the whole earth. And then he made it darkness come upon it because he took the light out. So here's the earth sitting in verse two, right? It says he made it in verse one. In the beginning, he made, that means made means done, made the heavens and the earth. And then in the second verse, it's a mess. There's, there's, there's water covering the sky, that's the firmament. And it says in the Bible that he took the water off the firmament. He took it off of the land and began Ooh. to redo the earth. It says that clearly in the Bible. So then when he began to redo it in verse 2, he starts that. And he even says what he does. Okay, he replenishes the the plants and brings them back. He puts the sun in the sky to light the day and the moon at night to light the night. It didn't say that in 1-1. And people go, well, how could this be? Millions of years, people, between verse 1-1, right? And Genesis 1-2, there are millions of years.
1: Millions? Oh, that's the first time I've heard you put a number. No,
2: there really is because it... There was no kind of time on the earth, right? The sun and the moon counted the days and the nights When he started redoing the earth, replenishing is the correct word. The Holy Spirit just told me. We began to replenish the earth. Well, you can't re something if you didn't do it before. That's true. You can't remodel your home unless you built it before. So you need to look at the words that are spoken unless people have written a new Bible and wiped them out and then just forget about it. Find one that isn't. Uh, It has not been changed, but so he made the earth in the beginning and it was done. It was finished. It was beautiful. And it had a water vapor shield he put around the whole earth that brought mist onto the trees, the flowers. But the light of God came from everyone who goes to heaven gets to see this. They go to this place and he lets you see him making the heavens and the earth. Uh, And so the light, light of God came from the ground and it would hit this water vapor mist. And, it, and part of that was part of what the rainbow, uh, but the sky back then in Genesis 1, 1 was a peachy pink. It wasn't blue because the sun wasn't present. that created that, needed that to make the, the sky blue. So in verse 2, it all changes when he takes the water off of the firmament. That's the sky. It takes the water up off the land and starts to be replenished the earth, replenish the, the creatures, the plant life. I probably didn't say it in the right order, but he did. Then we know eventually on day six, he made man. But this was a whole different sky, same earth, foundation and everything. Sound and globe was there, but he was replenishing it. So man could live on the earth, okay? So they could live there. And then he put the sun in the sky and it brought light by the day and then the moon at night. And it even says that so that you could see at night. And so now we have the sun and the moon it's the sky is beautiful blue normally in the daytime and then the, the sky at night is dark except the light from the stars and the sun i mean the moon you can see it clearly but my my answer to andrea's i'm quite sure that he would be happy to make you a moon to be over your mansion or in your mansion
0: wow
2: that's how cool god is on the wow. new earth i could clearly see him doing that for you, Andrea. <laughs> very,
1: very cool. Hey, on and creation, I've been asked this before. I don't don't recall if I've asked you. People have asked many times on the seven days of creation, were they 24-hour days? Yes. That's what I thought, but I wanted to double check. You know and why?
2: It, because the Bible says it was today and the night, and then it was another day. It actually says that. It says it evening and morning, right?
1: Evening and morning where he's 24-hour days. Yeah.
2: six because he's God. That's why. Good. He spoke it. The word stepped out and made all of it. They could do it. Uh, they could do that as fast as they wanted to do it. That's why if you send an angel on assignment, like like the the Heaven's Army, you send them on assignment, they're back in five minutes. They've already dealt with what it was that you prayed about. And because, because it's in the spirit created. realm, there is no time, there's no day, no night, there's no time, there's no calendars. So when you send them or you pray for something, they, they go do it instantly, and then they come back for another assignment. That's I've seen amazing. that happen in heaven because I've been to Michael's headquarters. This is a free free stuff now. I've been there in Michael's headquarters when they were sent on a mission, and it seemed like you know, they were back. Sheesh. They went and dealt with it in the spirit realm, and then they came back for their next a set of orders of what That's they were amazing. In the
1: now you said that it's in the scriptures that God turned the lights out. Can you tell which one that is? I'm not familiar. It's in Jeremiah.
2: People read the whole book and find it.
1: You're not going to
2: <laughs> He won't let me.
1: Because okay. he
2: wants people to find them themselves, Steve. If
1: Jeremiah, they, okay? They
2: go the church and they listen to their pastor say stuff, but they don't most of them don't even go check it out. I admire people that search out the word to find things to see what it says about truth. Uh, Well, I do have some he lets me quote, like he lets me quote uh, 1 John 2.27 to let you know that you have a weapon in you. You never use most of them. And that's called, you know, the anointing. Yeah. It says in the Bible in 1 John 2.27, when you receive Jesus Christ and become a Christian, you get a deposit of the anointing. What is that? The anointing that destroys the yoke of darkness. You get a deposit of it and it says it lives in you. I carry the anointing. I release the anointing. The anointing grows so much that it's like a big cloud outside of me. And if I walk into a place, it begins to affect people. That's what Peter did. That's what Paul did. They said Peter's shadow healed people. It was the cloud of anointing coming from him because he did get a deposit when he got Christ. Christ puts a deposit of the anointing in you and it never leaves you. But wow. the more you give it out, the more you get back. It's almost like a bank account. It's like an investment account. When you release the anointing, it grows. So that's what you're supposed to do. If you've never done that, make sure you start releasing into what. Go in the restaurant. You drink out of a cup. You say I release the anointing. It'll never wow. leave that cup. The next person. Even wait, has to wait. It the
1: never, ride. it never leaves that cup. No, never. It, not through the dishwasher. <laughs> you know no. that's
2: no wow. it's not because it's a spiritual thing
1: wow
2: it comes from you release the anointing it goes in that cup every restaurant i ever eat at, i release it in the table i release it in the seats and so does Jen. we've seen some people sit down in places and they jump back up <laughs> <laughs> they're like i don't know what that was because it would be god maybe they're not maybe they're not maybe they don't know the lord maybe they're doing wicked things they sit in that chair full of anointing. They'll let you jump up and go find another place to sit down.
1: So if you anoint the seat, let's say the seat and the table, uh, for for the rest of the time that that table exists, people yeah. will sit down in the anointing. Room. And that's not just cat curd. That's anyone.
2: Any believer that when you got born again, go read 1 John. I'll say it slow. 1 John 2, 27. You have it because you got born again. Jesus Christ literally takes a deposit of the anointing that destroys the yoke of darkness, and he it says he puts it in you and it lives there, it abides there. That means it's there. It's up to you to release it wherever you go, whatever you touch. If I have my phone up here before I send a text, I type in, I put my hand in there, so instead release the anointing. When they touch that and read that text, it comes out and gets.
0: Gee, wow. Well. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the donate today button. Now back to the show.
2: Oh we, we actually released it in the tires of our car and I see fire tracks because the anointing looks like fire. It looks like that. In the spirit realm, it looks like fire. And so when we drive our car you see fire tracks and everybody who passes over those, tracks <laughs> over those tracks, the anointing will begin to penetrate their car. You don't know how supernatural you are. People. There are so many things we don't know as believers, unless we are told that. And the Bible says, I have not seen or heard nor entered in the heart or mind of man, but God has prepared for those that love him. Well, one of the things he's already prepared is the anointing you're carrying. We have testimonies from people that their brother couldn't stand them. He lost his job. And they wanted to help him. And he, the one guy, the, the brother had the, good, the, bro, the brother that was living right, had these cowboy boots that this other brother wanted all the time. And they went to my meeting and heard me say these words. And when they went home, they anointed the cowboy boots, released the anointing in them, both of them. And they called the brother and said, uh, why don't you come have dinner? And they said, we really want to pray with you. He lost his big landscape business. And now he was really needy. And he said, well, I, I guess I'll come. And uh, and he asked, can I mow your lawn to get some money? And they said, yeah, sure. So when he went to leave, they said, you've always liked these boots. Would you like them? And he goes, yes, I want those boots. Well, these are anointed boots, people. From them, the anointed that they carried the brother and and sister law that they carried. They put in those boots. Uh, a couple of days later, he called. He goes, I don't know why I've been mad at you.
1: Wow. I don't
2: know what's wrong with me. Why am I mad? I care about you. I just thank you for these boots. And by the way, I just got a brand new contract. Remember they paid for <laughs> I got a whole new contract to do all these condos now. And I, and now I'm, I'm, I've am i got money again. I've got my job. I want to thank you so much for blessing me. It didn't happen until it gave him the boots. He put them on and the anointing began to penetrate now.
1: And do you have to be in person to lay your hands on for that to work? Can you send the anointing from a distance or that would be
2: rare. That'd be okay, rare. rare. Okay. You can send them something. You can send them a card in the mail.
1: Okay. And
2: you release, I release the anointing. And you mail it. And when they open it or touch it, the anointing goes. Shh. So,
1: so, Kat, if I put the anointing on an envelope, really prayed for the anointing to be released on the envelope, it goes to the person and the person says, uh writes on it refused return to sender but they held it
2: they touched it that's all it takes steve
1: <laughs> that's clever
2: and i will leave places and go we'll say it's too late everybody <laughs> <laughs> And this is the best part any of those people who've been watching me and bashing me it's too late you already have the anointing in you because wow. i put on the camera i put it and everything as if we're doing these things we anoint all of our stuff and put it in it and you can anoint your computer before you send emails. And the email, when they look at that email, they open it. It goes in them.
1: Even even if you even if they look at it for a second, and say I don't want to read this, but they see it. That's it. Wow. Okay. Let me ask one one question about uh, sending the host. Uh, sometimes I think, well, I, I've really done my job. I've spent. 20, 30 minutes, sending the host all over the place. I'm still in bed. I'm doing it while I'm still in bed. And I've I've sent them everywhere and I've given them an assignment. I think, well, I'm done for the day. But you're saying five minutes later, they're back?
2: I always give them one more before I go to sleep because, you know, that's 7 a.m. I'm up 20 hours a day. So they may get an instruction out at 3 a.m. I like to go outside. I just like to go outside. I don't have to, but I want to be near where they're at. So I go outside with my staff, and every time I, I give them an order, uh, to, a command to go somewhere, which I'm allowed to do because Christ was, you know, we know he was the Lord of hosts. He commanded the army, the things he did, we can do too. I'm not going to go through all that, but I do, and I'll take my staff, and I hit it on the ground, and I'll just say, so be it. Go host, make toast. That means they're going after the dark, the spiritual darkness to pull it down to shred platforms, and they will do it. And you may not find out to get to heaven one day, but when you do that, you are having an impact somewhere. Wow. But back to the anointing thing for just a minute. When I used to speak, we had whole meetings that were nothing but to teach people to they 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 knew now that according to the word, the anointing was in them. It's like right here in the core of your being. I'd have people stand up and say, okay, now you know you have it. Lay your hand on there and ask Holy Spirit to stir it up. And we would actually have them do that. And then I always had, I always did something so they could see that it actually did something. And then I would say, lay hands on the person next to you and say, I released the anointing in Jesus' name. And people were like falling out. They started laughing. The room was getting so full, I could feel the waves of anointing coming from everybody releasing. I finally would say, stop, 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 stop. I can't <laughs> stand up anymore. So I didn't tell them. I actually trained them how to use it. And, and people used to go wild. They would, they would go and anoint the reservoir of the city, like stick their hand as close as they could to it in it. And They did things like they would go to the pizza restaurant they worked in. They would touch every pan in the restaurant, the ovens in the restaurant, the pizza place, and raise the anointing, which everybody who got a pizza made on that pan got the anointing.
1: My goodness. For, forever, because it doesn't leave.
2: It doesn't ever leave, because it's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. All right.
2: These people, you can be doing all kinds of things.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> re Refired up. Okay. It's,
2: uh, it's like our secret weapon. It's it not totally easy is. To understand the word that clearly says it lives in you. What do you think? What did you ever think you were going to do with it? Yeah. What did you think? What people, what did you think? It says the anointing breaks or destroys the yoke of darkness. That's the anointing you carry. And no matter where you walk, you can release it through your feet. I walk through the store, release it everywhere in the store. Every garment I ever look at on the rack, I will touch and go. I release the anointing, the anointing, the anointing. Everyone who buys those clothes will have the anointing on them.
1: Goodness, goodness, goodness.
2: You can be busy all the time, people, just for the anointing. <laughs> I'm
1: going to get busier all the time. I see myself getting very busy. Okay, <laughs> I... I I told this lady, Noelle, I would ask this, but it's way too long to read, so I'm going to summarize what she's saying. She's totally into everything you're teaching, even today, I'm sure, Uh, but her husband began to be a detractor. Then he went from a detractor to uh, he didn't like it. Then he went from that to to being biased against it. Then he went, then he became a cynic. Then he became a mocker. Now he's a hardcore mocker of everything she's doing is hurting her marriage and she's supposed she feels like she's supposed to submit to him what does she do
2: that depends on how bad it's getting i can tell you right now god never said he never said we had to submit to the abuse of our husband if it's physical abuse it hasn't been
1: physical i think she would have told me but it's really verbal wickedness. I
2: can tell you what she can start doing. You need to start laying your hands on everything he's got and release the anointing. (laughs) Go to his closet, release the anointing in all of his clothes. Make sure all of his shoes get the anointing. I am not kidding. You will probably see a change because that anointing destroys the yoke of darkness. He literally has a yoke on him right now. And when you keep going and you get darker and darker, it's because you know what he's doing? He's feeding his own soul with what he doesn't like. And if he keeps feeding his soul, that's all that's going to be in the layers of his soul. And as a man thinketh in his soul or his heart, that's how he's going to be. That's the biggest issue. Yeah. Is he's saying all that? It's like people watching the fake news. They they would start out great. They wouldn't like it. Then they'd be listening. They'd say, Well, you know, that sounds plausible. Well, you know what? I don't like the other side. And now they hate him, and they don't even know why they hate what's right because their soul is filled with the lies and deception. The hate that those people who are spewing it out, it's going in, whoever's watching it, the anointing can pass into people listening, but the, the bad stuff can pass into you also. If you keep yeah. listening, it says to guard your heart. That is your soul for out of that soul will flow the way you live your life. That's what the issues of life is. You, your whole life will change by what you're listening to. And it can even be your own words, trashing something all the time. Which is what he's doing. So he's speaking against what God has put on the earth, and even in you. And and so you need to come against that stuff. You need to maybe send the host against those um, spirits of wickedness and lies and deception to pull that stronghold off of him. Number one, but make sure you're releasing the anointing is the best thing you can use. It's the number one thing we're given. Even at our our you know at our um, the day we got born again, you got that anointing. That's yeah. one of the most powerful things he gave you. It's there. He says it's there. It destroys the yoke. So that should destroy the yoke that's now on him. And you say, I, 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 I'm praying and declaring that the yoke of darkness will be destroyed off of my husband. That he can be free to love and free to live and free to hear God. And wow. then start releasing anointing in the food he eats, like in the whole refrigerator and everything, anointing wow. uh, in his closet, everything, he, clothing he wears will have the anointing. You are so uh, con- getting him consumed with that anointing, and eventually there is going to have, something's going to happen, and you will see it when it happens. There's a the good thing.
1: I don't think it was this woman, but there was an, another woman who said, my husband has finally forbid me to watch Cat on the air. What am I supposed to do? Any any."
2: The same thing I'm telling the other woman to okay, do. Okay, same thing.
1: Same thing.
2: The the anointing destroys any yoke of darkness. It doesn't matter what it is; it destroys it. I know we say that the 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 anointing breaks the yoke, but actually, the real word that real word this is breaks. It actually means destroys. Okay. So it destroys all those yokes of darkness, whether it's hate, uh, if it's deception, if it's lies, if it's uh, anger. Uh, or unbelief, those are yokes. And that anointing was given to us so that it would break it, especially in our own family. It has a great impact on that. And I even tell people, if you're still hugging family members, you can say quietly when you hug them, I release the anointing so they don't hear it said, but say it. But I'm telling you what, if they live in your home, you have every opportunity to lay, lay on their bed, put it on their pillow, put it in their bed, put it in their clothes, put it in the food. There is going to be a major reaction to the anointing that's breaking and beginning to destroy that yoke that's on that person. We have seen it over and over, the testimonies we have. And just because I used to train people to do that, it was the first thing he had me teach. Besides the fact I talked about heaven all the time. Right. The very thing he said is you will teach him how to use the anointing. It's, it is a weapon and they get it the day they're born again.
1: So when we hug our loved ones, anyone that's um, running from the Lord, I'll put use those words. When we hug them, we just say, under our breath, I yeah. release the anointing. Yeah.
2: yeah. And then make sure if you're going to eat dinner at your house, make sure you release it in the food they're eating and the plates. You know, go lay your hands on all the plates in your cabinets and the cups and everything. It sounds wild, but it really does work. It Amazing. works.
1: Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited all right all right uh, this sounds like malachi malachi whatever can you explain what the kingdom of god is for example matthew six thirty three says seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you that's her question
2: the kingdom is the same thing christ talked about he talked about a spiritual kingdom that's he, he when he talked about the gospel of the kingdom, that is a spiritual kingdom. That is a real kingdom that operates in the spirit realm. In other words, you're not going to walk up to a castle here that says <laughs> it's not a it's not a flesh and blood thing. No. It is a spiritual thing. And it, the kingdom of heaven, of course, is part of that spiritual kingdom. But on the earth, you operate in it by doing one of the things I just told you, that is a weapon. Clearly, it is a spiritual weapon. And yet it says what it does. It clearly says in the Bible, it destroys the yoke. You have that weapon. You can't see it or touch it, but it's in you. And when you begin to release it, it actually impacts that spirit realm. And you're operating in the kingdom. When you do that, because you're using a spiritual weapon he gave you, when you speak truth to people to break off deception to them, you're operating in the kingdom. Every time you pray, you're operating the kingdom. When you declare, you're operating the kingdom. When you, when you help people, you're operating in that kingdom that Christ talked about. That it was so valuable that you give up whatever you can to get that kingdom. It is a spiritual kingdom. When you get to heaven, you have the full understanding of that. But the weapons he gives us now here, it says are weapons of warfare, people. Remember what warfare is? It's when you come against something. Yeah. You fight against the darkness and the evil. And you think I can't do anything? I'm just a little human being. Oh yes, you can if you're born again, because you now a new creation means you now have supernatural abilities in you. You have supernatural weapons to use in the spirit realm that you will really mess up the devil's plans. You're going to mess them up. So that kingdom he talks about is—he said you cannot see it with your human eyes, yeah. but it's there because you're here. You have a spirit man. You can operate through your spirit using these weapons and you can do wonderful, powerful things against the enemy, which is one of our things that we're called to do as a believer. That's what we're called to do. We rule and reign with Christ when we use those weapons. they are spiritual weapons against the spiritual darkness. Spiritual darkness is always against every evil, wicked, human, flesh person. They're wicked because they're listening to the evil. Spiritual realm, the evil spiritual beings, which you have power over. All the power of the enemy, our enemy is Satan. So any demons, um, disembodied spirits. I can go through this whole long list about Mm. that for three years. I did nothing but teach about the 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 darkness out there and how to come against it. I did that for a long time, and so it's in me. I do it automatically. But you, as a believer, are powerfully and wonderfully made. That's what the scripture says. He didn't leave you without help. Number one, the Holy Spirit is here to help you all the time. Christ will never leave you. When you when you invited him in, he actually does step in. He's in there. He's there to help you, to help guide you with the Holy Spirit. But he gave you weapons, people, the word of God, not the one with half the verses script out, okay? I'm not yeah. talking about the one that wipe out the truth. And they want to put their interpretation in there. I'm not talking about that. And let me tell you, that's happening a lot everywhere. And make sure you get a Bible that has all the verses in it. Yeah. And not yeah. things. Literally, some are moving chap- removing chapters because they don't like what it says. They want to make everything okay for everybody, no matter how wicked or evil they are. Hey, that's the, that's the agenda of the left. Doesn't it sound like that? Totally is. They want everyone to accept evil and wickedness. That's why they're spreading it. That's why they will never make anything good because there's no good in them. They can't even think that way. Mm. All they can think is destroy, take, steal, mm. crush. You know, That's what they're all thinking. That's what, that, that's what that whole agenda is for them. And yet Christ came to bring you life and life more abundantly. So we're supposed to have abundant life with Christ, regardless of what else is going on around us. And maybe if you start using the anointing for what it is, it is a weapon to come against the spiritual darkness you will begin to see things shift even for you.
0: So he did not
2: hold of us without his blood, the most powerful thing ever in all time, the only thing that will wipe away your sins and give you entrance into heaven. Satan hates it. Uh, the word of God, the word spoken, the word written is so powerful in the spirit. Satan hates that too. <laughs> he doesn't like the light of God in you, but he can't stop it from coming. The greater relationship you create with Christ, the more light you have in you it says one time at one time even the night will be light round about you that's you going outside at night and seeing a light coming from yourself it is going to happen in the manifest of sons and daughters wow. I don't just read the word I actually believe it and I live it I live that word people who don't understand that have never lived or understood even what it was why is it written in there it's not just a nice story of bad things that happen yeah. It is an agenda of God to let you see yourself as a new creation. You get part of his DNA in you. You get a stone of fire that gives light to your spirit man in you when you get born again. You get a deposit of the anointing. You are so full of God right now as a believer, but you have no understanding. Right. Teaching that.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, Let me ask this. Okay, we, we just read, seek first the kingdom of God, and then... With that, or, or okay, put that aside for a moment, not aside, but let's change the subject. Where God uh, came to you and said, In 20, I think it was 2012, you said the kingdom age
0: That's has right.
1: begun. What's the difference between seeking first the kingdom of God and now suddenly living in the kingdom age?
2: There's a very big difference because the word talks about when things will actually happen things that will come that will bring change. It changed a lot, okay, when John the Baptist started saying, okay, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Yeah. He understood. He he probably was one of the few people that actually understood. He knew heaven was about to invade this earth. He knew the Messiah was coming. He knew that he would die for the sins. He knew these things.
0: Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit elijahstreams.com and click the donate today button to become a partner today.
2: And that change started when Christ was born, when he was sent from heaven to earth and planted in the womb of Mary by holy spirit. <laughs> that did happen. That happened. Things began to change when she began to, she, he was being birthed, not birth, but he was being, you know, growing inside of her. Angels would come and tell her things. She knew things were going to change. She knew they would be different. When Christ was born, things really began to change even rapidly, more rapidly. And at that time, Satan knew somebody had come. That's why he tried to find out from the, you know, from the uh, the wise kings. He questioned mm-hmm. the wicked king, questioned them. But Christ was hidden and hidden and hidden, even sent to Egypt for a while because he was bringing change to this world by who he was. And then when he began to minister, then openly people began to see how things changed when he was around. And it was so powerful that he gave his life for us. When he gave his life for us, he made a way back to the place we came from. We all came from heaven. We lived in the Father. He is our father. We are his offspring. The the Bible says that. But real change happened once Christ was on this earth. It began to demonstrate and manifest the power of God. He he stopped the storms. He walked on water. He increased time or he slowed time down. He created food. He made regular water into heaven's wine. You saw one miracle after another. One miracle after another began to happen. They haven't stopped happening. As the days grow closer, Where the kingdom, the kingdom age would be be brought to this earth. We would know more and more about it. That's part of my job is to let people know what is this kingdom? What is this kingdom? Why is the kingdom age here? So you can operate in it fully, understanding who you are with the weapons he gave you that would bring hope for people's lives, help for people's lives that they would see people walking the earth that didn't sin on purpose, that could hear the word of God and demonstrate his power throughout the earth. That was a purpose for the kingdom age. And it did start in 2012, all the way up to that. Being a seer uh, and understanding the prophetic, I felt something stronger and stronger coming. And a lot of people announced what came in 2010 or 2010. I think that's the right way to say it. They could feel it coming closer and closer, but until the day came and we literally in time, in time, if you were a seer, we stepped from a threshold of time into a time we've never had before. And that is when the manifested sons and daughters would be seen in the earth. That's why the earth was in travail for us to stand up and start demonstrating who he is. Uh, the miraculous, like that people would be raised from the dead that were created. I mean, miraculous things will happen in this kingdom age. Because God is going to demonstrate that he really exists. He's going to erase the gray area that says there is no God. Many things are happening in this kingdom age. And the yeah. kingdom of will remain up until the time when Christ is seated on the throne in Jerusalem. Even pur- after the tribulation, which is a few years, people, a few years, and then Satan will be sown in the bottomless pit. Christ will sit on a throne in Jerusalem as king of this world. And some people won't even put that in a Bible. That's what I said. Make sure you're looking at the right Bible. They say that these things have already happened. None of these things have happened except the kingdom of ages come. Yeah. Uh, we'll begin to speak to the weather like Christ did, and it will obey. Things that we say will begin to happen because we serve Christ and we, we, we live here for Him.
1: If you had been.
2: Was. was,
1: if, the was
2: ages, huh?
1: Well, I was going to say, Kat, if you had been the only person. Or the and the first person who ever said that I thought well, cat's gonna be off here because that's not like anything I've ever heard. But years before I met you, my spiritual father Wade Taylor said in in 2012 when when it was 2012, he told me the kingdom age has come. He was 88 years old when he passed a couple years after that, and I thought, what is he talking about? And then I later found out that Arthur Burke had said the same thing. Also, he's gone to be with the Lord. So yeah. when you said it, that's uh, the voice of two or three witnesses yeah. have absolutely agreed that 2012, this thing happened. You know, I don't know why he picked that, that that year. I mean, Obama was in office. I mean, why did he pick that year? But I don't know what you. thoughts are. He likes to
2: pick years when, when adversity is there. And I'll tell you why. People will actually listen because they need help and hope. Yeah. And he knew all this stuff was going to happen. He knew it. But he has got to fully expose the evil. It's not just about the devil having a heyday taken over. God is letting them on purpose expose how evil and wickedness operate. What socialism really does to you. What communism really does so people can see for themselves. It's not good. That doesn't mean he's doing it to hurt anybody. He's not doing that on purpose. But he has to have a time when the evil is exposed. It will be crushed. And it will be pushed back because in these glorious years coming on the earth, it will be like a whole new earth, a whole uh, not a whole new earth, but a whole new thing happening on the earth. And favor will be given to believers. And there's people out there that wouldn't believe me. Well, that doesn't matter. Maybe you'll be in heaven. Don't have to be concerned with it. I didn't mean that. Anyway, (laughs) you cannot stop the plans of God. They couldn't right. stop Christ from coming. They couldn't right. stop the Holy Spirit from coming. They couldn't stop him from raising him from the dead people. They could not stop Jesus from going in hell and wasting it. No one can stop what's going to happen. this on time. God's timeline. He has so, a timeline.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> and yeah. the events, they're not dates. I walked up there. I didn't see one date. I saw events. I saw these events happening on the earth. He didn't well, there, Yeah, the he didn't let me see to the end. There, but I in, saw things that had weren't happened, has not happened yet.
1: In heaven, you had talked about, <coughs> excuse me, and described that God has an event calendar, not a date calendar, this event. But on earth, there's actually dates yes. connected to it. We just don't know what those dates are going to be. We never know it. And when we think we've guessed it, we're almost always wrong from what I've seen. Yeah,
2: that's what I don't ever guess.
1: Yeah. Guessing is like wasted energy. So you well, we have better... to
2: believe that, that God, you have to trust Him. You have yeah. to trust Him. Yeah. You know, trust is very important. If you if you, you begin to believe something, you go from believing to trusting. You actually put forth actions where you're trusting God for something. Mm. So you believe and then you begin to trust Him. But there comes a day. And when you step from trust and you step into faith, you are never the same again never. And I had believed in God for so many years and trusted him probably for several decades. And then at one point, I felt a shift in me. And I said, what has happened? And a prophet, literally, truth, called me on the phone, who lives in South Carolina, and said, the Father had me call you to say these words. This day, you have stepped into faith.
1: Wow. Can you try... To put into words what that feels like to go from trust into faith, because we thought I always thought trust was one of the ultimate things, but you're describing faith as like the next step up, if you will. What what does that feel like? It, and if you can even think of an example, uh, so people could go, oh, that's what I'm striving for, or contending for, or believing for.
2: You want to you want to step into faith because faith it makes it feel the most amazing feeling you ever be. I felt such freedom, like freedom came. Um, freedom because I had been obeying God number one, I've been obeying him, and everything he asked me, I obeyed it. No matter how silly it was, or why would you ask I don't even ask him why he does anything. I that's called trusting. When you get to trust and God says, Do this. And you know it's him, and you do it, and how amazing your life will be for that moment. But when you step into faith, everything he says after that, you are already living it on the inside. It's like there's not even one ounce of doubt. It leaves you. Doubt leaves you. Doubt can't even get in you. None of the stuff that left is saying, it can't penetrate me because I'm a living in faith. I've, I've stepped into faith. So no matter what anyone says to try to stop me from saying things, it's not going to work. When you get to the place where you're there and God says you're there, then no matter what he says, you know that you know that you know it's happening. It is happening because you have stepped from from trusting. You stepped into faith. It's an actual place that you step into. And from that moment, your faith gets so huge. It's like, it's unstoppable. Not that I'm unstoppable, but whatever God says to me or shows me, I know that I know that I know, this is happening.
1: So when you know that you know that you know.
2: Faith is living in me. It's not somewhere up here. I'm trying to find it.
1: As an example, when you know that you know that you know that you know Trump is coming back, there's no, you've moved beyond trust to faith. It's so real that no one could talk you out of it.
2: Now they can't talk me out of it because I know it's going to happen. It is absolutely going to happen, people. It's going to happen. And and the great thing is you, you're standing in that faith. You know it's going to happen. Nobody can try to take it. It's something they can't take away from you. It isn't just something you hurt. When you're in faith, you already know it's going to happen. Wow. You know it. Wow. But I'm not out there blasting people, wrongfully using people. Right. I'm not using... And, you know, nasty words or hurt people. I'm just not doing it. I'm not yeah. doing it. I'm going to stay right where God has me. So my words have power. Yeah. They have power for hope, for blessing, for greatness. They have power in them. Part of that power is the faith that I'm in now. But anyone who is a believer can go after that. It's This is nothing I'm doing is held from you. It depends on what you want. What do you want from him? Do you want to know him more? Do you want more of him? Do you want more of his presence? More of his words, you have to pursue them.
1: Yeah.
2: Do you, you want to get blessed? Well, then bless other people because you probably won't get anything without blessing. That's blessing is like a seed. Whether it's money, whether it's actual help, you help people with things, or or help give revelation to them, or maybe you're just helping them do something they really need to do. That always does something to the heart of God. So if you want to be blessed, you will have to bless first. Because then you're trusting God. You're not doing it to get something. Right. You truly want to bless. Yeah. I love to bless people. I love to help people. It's like it's a part of me now. And when that faith becomes a part of you, and he says it, and I know people have already gotten there. They know that he's saying what he's saying is going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's why Hank won't change what he's saying. Yeah. He knows, he knows, he knows. He's already in faith for that. God said it He shows up. He knows it's going
1: to happen. Cat, when you go, when you went from uh, uh, trust, trust to faith, now that you're in faith, it, it sounds very, very powerful, will that faith grow? Will it get more or is it it does. It, it, does. Okay. it grows and grows and like the kingdom, Always, always, always grows, right? It'll never stop growing.
2: It increases. You're going to increase in every way because it says, He desires above all things, right? That you be in health, by the way, that's living in health, right? He wants you to prosper, number one. Above all things, He wants you to prosper. Prosper doesn't just mean money, it means the way you're living, the things you're saying the impact you're having on people, uh, that, that prospering in all your ways, you're prospering. That means with your relationships, with, with what you're doing, if you own a business, what you're doing in, in the church or what you're doing uh, to help other people, there's always going to be increased. That's prospering. That's an action of life itself. That's not just here's the money. He wants you to be in that place. And then... <laughs> Even as you will prosper, even as your soul prospers, right? Right. He also wants you to prosper and live in health. Be, the word be means a way of life. Christ became poor that we might be rich. That's his plan. Poverty is not the father's plan. Okay, so uh, it says, even as your soul prospers, you will then live in health and you will prosper. Your soul okay. has to prosper. So if you're filling your soul with bad news or bad words that you're speaking, or you don't even like yourself, your soul can't prosper. Wow. So he can't do those other two things. Your wow. soul has to prosper in order for you to prosper and live in health. It has to prosper. It prospers by reading the word, speaking the word, saying God's promises, saying what God is wanting to do right now, not the left not what your friend is saying, if it's not aligning with God, the more your soul prospers, the more life it puts out, not just gets in, the more you will prosper in all your ways and you will begin to live in health. That is called divine health.
1: Let's use this as the last question since I've done two shows today. So I'm (laughs) going to cut it a bit shorter, but uh, I'm in health, but I'm tired. Uh, okay. <laughs> so so a person, and, and I can put myself in this, but, you know, I don't, I don't really suffer a lot from this, but I suffer some from this, where people will say, well, I don't like myself. I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I, uh, how much I weigh. I don't like the way, you could just list and list and this, but you just said, if you don't like yourself, Uh, I don't consider myself a person that doesn't like myself, but I don't like certain things about myself. Uh, Talk to people and myself. How do you move that needle from, I don't really like what I see in the mirror. I don't really like what God did to make me, (laughs) how he made me to, to, to liking yourself so that you can prosper. Talk about that.
2: I'll tell you right now, that's why you can't prosper because what is the whole thing goes back to as a man thinketh. Okay. In his heart, when he says that word heart, he is not talking about your human flesh beating heart. He's talking about your soul. Here's your soul, right? This is your soul. Here's your soul right here. It's like this. There's a beautiful column with etchings and writings on it. That is your will. And on top of that is your spiritual mind. Your mind, your will, and your emotions are all the layers of you. That's how you're made. And those emotions, and whatever you put in those layers, words you said about yourself, the more you feel with well, those things you don't like, it's not going to change. Mm-hmm. It can't change because what are you feeding your soul? You're feeding negative things that you don't like about yourself. Uh, You don't like how you live. You don't like the way you look. You don't like what's happening to you. That's that's why that can't be changed. If you don't like who you are, stop saying the things about you you don't like and say, this may not be perfect when I look in the mirror, but God is going to perfect it. And I'm going to love the way I look, however way he wants me to look. I'm going to love what he does with me. I'm going to love what he says to me. My souls begin to prosper this day because I'm no longer beating it up. And I won't listen to people that beat it up because the other reason why you can't prosper is everyone around you saying negative things to you. You were just made that way. That's just the way. That's your destiny. You can't change that. You lose those words out of you. You cannot keep them in your soul. Not even words you said, you cannot keep them in your soul because that's what you will become. You will become what you are saying you think you are. And I have done this with so many people. It's almost not ridiculous, but it happens the same way every time. You have to say, I repent for saying all those negative words about me. I lose every one of those words from my soul, from my mind, my will, and my emotions. I will not allow them to remain in Jesus' name. And then you say, I choose my will to like myself. I choose my will to be blessed and to bless God for making me this way. I choose my will to be excited for whatever he has for me. You are then feeding power to your soul to change. Wow. You are causing your own soul. You don't need a whole world out there to do it. You don't even need a prophet to do it. You watch over your own soul. You are the keeper and watcher of your own soul. You are. And the way you talk and the way you think, the things you choose to go watch, what are you watching? You're watching murders? Are you watching things that are horrible? Are you watching profanity? Are you watching witchcraft? Because guess what? You're feeding your soul. You're feeding your soul profanity, witchcraft, and violence. Do you think that your soul is going to prosper? You need to take a whole, you need to look at a soul checkup. You need a soul checkup, people. You need to see what am I watching on a regular basis? What words are coming out of my mouth? Okay. What have I looked at? What have I read? Is it negative? Is it bad? Is it wicked? Get rid of it, people. Because if you want your soul to prosper, and then you will prosper and live in health, you better be, that's what it says, to guard it. You're guarding it. You don't let garbage in, and you don't put garbage out. Garbage comes out of your mouth, it goes in your own soul. Every time you blast someone, that goes in your own soul. If you can't stop it. It's just the way we were made. Your soul, and what you put in it, is what you will become. And no one on this earth is going to change it. You can change who you are if you don't like the way you look, if you don't like the way what's happening, if you're if you're if you're upset about everything else, you're feeding your soul those words. If you want that soul to begin to prosper and the light of God to grow in it and you actually get happy, then start saying positive things. I'm not talking about positive thinking. I'm mean, really be positive about things. Maybe you had a friend that you liked, but they always end up by saying something nasty to you. Uh, Father, I lose all those words that were spoken against me that were nasty, that were harmful, that were bashing. I lose every one of them, no matter where they came from. If I listen to it or somebody said it, I lose every one of them out of your soul. Jesus comes and goes, and it's like they were never there. Yes, I'm going to start to feel different. Then you begin to thank God. I thank you, God, for my life. I thank you for letting me be born in this time. Thank you for letting me be great for you. Thank you for bringing happiness to me. Show me, Holy Spirit, what to say and when to say. I give you permission to remind me to say things that are positive. Then you are on the road for your soul to actually prosper. God can give you more, do more with you, uh, and, and use you more. Because he's, he's not, he's, he wants you to go up to a person They go, Oh, this is horrible. What's going on today? know, these are not my own words. Okay? It's bad. Everything's wicked. We're all going to go down a hole somewhere. Do you think I'd walk away in the store if someone said that to me? There is no way that's happening because I'm not keeping their words in my soul. I say, well, let me explain to you something. There is a God and he's alive and I know him. He's got great plans for the service. And this wicked stuff you see going on is all being exposed. He's going to move his hand. Things are going to happen and you're going to be so happy with your life. So stop saying the words you just said. If I right in front of him, I choose to lose all the negative words. Wow! I plant positive words. I, I believe in the life of God, the presence of God. I know he's got great plans for us. I know these are powerful days coming on the earth. And they're watching you in the grocery store. And like,
1: <laughs> That's good.
2: Man, that felt good. That was so strong. Do you really believe that? I said, yes. And why don't you? And I'll walk <laughs> away. <laughs> I don't just I don't just listen to this negative garbage. It comes from hell. And sometimes I'll go, the words you just spoke, hell told you those words. And if you're feeling bad, you don't like yourself, you're believing those words. And if it gets stronger, you're actually repeating those words. So stop marketing hell. Why not market heaven? And then I smile.
1: (laughs) Cat, boy, you know, this is one of those episodes that people, including myself, need to listen to more than once, two or three times. There's so much meat.
2: You can bring hope in your day-to-day life, no matter where you go or who you see. You can bring hope by saying what is truth. And God does care. And he is doing something. And you may not see it now, but you're going to see this happen. And I'll even tell people, you remember this day. When I told you things would be changed and they will be great. And you will be celebrating in the street when God brings in what he's doing this time because he has judged the evil. And then I'll walk away. (laughs) Say something, people. Say something that brings hope and life to people. They hear enough death and garbage everywhere. (laughs)
1: it's so good so good so 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 good well can't talk about revealingheaven.com and your other website before we close
2: yeah i do have two websites um i really didn't name either one of them but you know the father tells me what to say and i always obey he named my book revealing heaven so we made our first website revealingheaven.com and we have a lot of products there. We're, we're making, we actually got some new things in already that will be taken with us to um, Nebraska. I'm excited about it. We have some new things that represent heaven. And that's another part of my job to reveal and create heaven on this earth. So that's what you find at revealingheaven.com. And CatCur.com. that is a spiritual platform uh, that doesn't listen to any negative or evil or wickedness. It gives you all kinds of uh, revelation on that uh, in there. We have videos you can watch. You can see interviews done by people um, who who ask me certain questions that are really great. We have a a gallery of things, what they look like in the spirit realm. Like, I think you can see what an aqua mansion looks like that I saw in heaven. Uh, You can see how even in the transportation looks like in the spirit realm. You ride on beams of light, travel on paths of light. That's what Christ did when he stepped into the spirit realm and walked through the bodies of the people when they were going to throw him off that cliff. <laughs> he said he passed through the people, it didn't say he passed around. He took one little sidestep into the spirit realm, spirit realm supersedes this physical realm, and he passed right through the people. And they Love never it. saw him. Love so, it. you see kinds of things like that in there. Uh, there's also all kinds of decorations and things that can train you to let you know things in a greater way. Uh, there's testimonies on catcur.com. And it's the only way to give to me online, okay? No other person's uh, fake Facebook or whatever's out there. I don't ask people to give me money in any of the videos, not on YouTube or Facebook. I'm not going to do that. But people who take my stuff, they say, well, you need to give money to this missionary camp. That's going to be straight to their pocketbook people. Yeah. That other people asking you to get your money, and I'm not doing it. So you have to ask to go to Catcur.com. Click on the treasury if you want to be a part of helping to support heaven's plan to bring heaven to earth.
1: So good. Kat, we love you, love you, love you. Thank you so much. Um, Would you uh, go ahead and pray for the people as we close out? I know you've got great declarations, so uh, go for it.
2: Yeah, Father, I thank you for this day, this glorious, beautiful day that you have made. A day for things to be great for us on the earth, a day yes, for us to Lord. know you more, to hear you clear, Father, this, this is a wonderful day. And you have purposed this day. Satan doesn't own this day. His people don't own this day. Even the person sitting in the highest seat of the land, that's stolen. But Father, we know what's gonna happen to those people. And I thank you for your plan for all of that to happen. But right now, Father, I just impart the life of God, the presence of God, his will, his way, I evict all evil, every evil spirit, get out of everyone listening to this uh broadcast right now in Jesus' name. I thank you for showing us how to rule and reign with Christ yes, his Lord. Son, who actually the entire earth belongs to. Him I serve, I will not serve another. There's nothing darkness in me, there's no evil in me. There's light, there's love, there's the power of the living God. Thank you, Father, for showing them yes, Lord. and giving them a taste of you so they will run after you your son died on that cross because you asked him to pay a price and he did our lives for all eternity will be great they will be excited there will be so a many amazing things to do with you and i'm looking forward to eternity But right now i'm on this earth and i'm not going anywhere until you say i go father i hope they know you that well
1: And think
2: of you that powerfully, that they know who they are in Christ. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Yes, Lord. And Lord Lord is powerful. It's represented with the light of God and the power of God. And it will cover this earth like the waters cover the sea one day. I hope you're carrying it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Kat. You are a dear friend. And you and I just become better friends all the time. I appreciate <laughs> you very much. Uh, keep, the, I'd say keep the faith that you already are. So, I got it. So God bless you. Give our love to your staff. And yes. uh, so to the rest of you, we will see you again tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you all later. And
2: tell Doreen we said we love her
0: too.
1: We sure will. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.